The Other Side podcast mission is to discuss important cultural and social issues relating to race, culture, gender, and equality. Welcome. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Other Side podcast. I'm Scott Kirk, and joining us today for a special virtual episode are two young people who are serving internships with the dispatch. Tanisha Thomas is a recent Kent State University graduate where she studied journalism. She's also a Columbus native. Also joining us is Dreshawn Harrell. Deshaun is a senior at Kent State University. He's originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. I wanted to talk to you about how you got to where you are, some of the experiences that shaped you as young journalists, young black journalists especially, because I think we're living in a time where there's a lot of emphasis on people of color and black and brown communities and the way they're covered in the media. And so I wanted to get your perspective on that. Tanisha, we'll start with you. Tell us about what it was like being a Black student studying journalism. What experiences do you think shaped you the most during your time in school? Um, It was definitely very difficult, like in the beginning, because I couldn't really find my state. So just like trying to find my footing um, on campus and also in the college was just very difficult at first. And so it wasn't until my junior year where I felt like I really belonged in the journalism program um, because I had a class with Connie Schultz. And in that class, she would make sure like everybody was heard. And she wasn't like other professors where she would kind of just critique you and not kind of uplift you at the same time, would uplift you the whole time. And her criticism was more of just, you have a strength. Let me just help you work on it. And so with that Mm -hmm. kind of approach, it really helped me find like my voice especially when she would say like what do you think about this or what do you think about that and I was like oh so my opinion and my thoughts and my work really do matter so I think after that I really started to gain my confidence at Kent State and in the JMC program and so Mm -hmm. my um, senior year it gave me enough uh, confidence to apply to be um, editor-in-chief of Uthru magazine which um is a magazine targeted for marginalized students on campus. And I had the time. And so I was like, you know, maybe I should like try and be editor in chief since I've worked here like long enough to understand, you know, the magazine and its mission. So I think at that point, being editor in chief and being really involved with student media and to Kevin Dilley, who's the student media director. Um, just about initiatives of like how to make it more inclusive and diverse and also talking to professors in the program and how to help them realize, hey, you got to help black journalists and um, other journalists uh, who are non-white or marginalized as well, um, help them find their footing and voice because in that program, it just really lacked and we don't get that same kind of support system most of the time. So I Mm -hmm. have to really um, find my voice more during that time and be confident that, you know, what I'm doing is right and help those coming after me not feel like how I did my freshman or sophomore year where I was like, ooh, should I keep doing journalism or not? So I think those last two years of Kent State were really critical for me because I don't know if I would have probably continued with journalism or even like 
thought of applying for internships, especially for like the dispatch and other places, because like my confidence was just that low. So I'm thankful like going through college really helped me build my character because it's really too. And Deshaun, what about you? Well, yeah, I would just like to say it was it was definitely challenging. I definitely felt out of place a lot of the time. At Kent State, we have like a newsroom. And at this newsroom, you have this round table, mainly like white editors. And they would sit around this table. And, you know, they would talk about the news. And I remember like first semester working for the stater. It was also my second semester as a journalism major. I wouldn't sit at that table. I would actually pull up like a chair and I would sit like all the way in a corner at like one of the MacBooks kind of like far and like out of the loop because I felt like I wasn't mm-hmm. welcome at that table. So yeah, mm-hmm. I really just had to really build up my confidence in order for me to like pull up a chair and start sitting at the table and be like, okay, well, I'm here and I have ideas. So I'm going to start pitching. So that's like one struggle I have as a student who was studying journalism, as a student of color who was studying journalism, just trying to like find my voice within the newsroom. I remember also I wanted, when I first started in journalism, um, I remember I said this comment. I said, I didn't want to be one of those journalists that cover a, a black journalist that cover race-related issues. I didn't want to be that type of journalist. And it just so happened I was a diversity reporter. I was kind of fighting covering like Black issues all the time. So I started covering more women issues. If you actually look back at some of my um, earlier writing, like you would see like I was actually like covering a lot of women's issues only because I just didn't want to be labeled as that journalist. And I think now, like more than ever, like mm-hmm. I've realized that like, hey, I'm actually really passionate about that. So I really have that fighting that passion. Like if we look forward, if we look at today, but um, I also believe that in finding my voice as a black journalist who was studying school and like what shaped me is that I got involved with the National Association of Black Journalists, Kent State organization that they had there. And also, I also believe like surrounding yourself with people who um, inspire you and who mm-hmm. you may think are um, smarter than you, like people who can bring ideas to the table, people who think differently than you. So that's something like I always try to do. Mm-hmm. So I surrounded myself specifically with three, well, Tanisha makes four, four like black journalism majors at Kent State University who had like different perspectives and different ideas I and mean, who all kind of like had their own hustle. That's kind of like how I found my voice and that's kind of how I got through it. I hear a common thing be- between the both of you, which is that you needed someone to help you gain confidence in yourself and your writing in yourself as a journalist, how crucial it is to have people who are willing to help encourage you and motivate you and help guide you through this process. Do you guys think that it's different for white journalism students? Their process or their path is different from those of journalists of color. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, Just kind of like going back to like the whole mentoring thing, you know, like I just feel like if we look at um, JMC's, JMC's like professors, if we look at our professors, most of them are white professors. And I feel like because they have that outreach, I feel like, you know, like the white professors are always going to look out for um, like the white journalism uh, majors more, if that makes sense. That's just how I feel. And um, I just feel like they just really and it's not intentional. I mean, I'm, it's not, I really don't think it's intentional. That's just how their brain works. But, you know, like they just, basically they just look out for them more. And I feel like we kind of get placed in the back burner. It's black student journalism majors responsibility to look out for other black student journalism majors. And we kind of have to take the young ones or for me, they have to take me up under their wing and be like, so, hey, this is what you need to do. And this is what you got to do. Tanisha, would you agree? Yeah, I definitely 
agree like Jershon with how he felt too in the newsroom because they naturally like I think the biggest thing is they're able to naturally see each other like in the newsroom or in advertising or even with like the magazines and the TV station and the paper it's all geared towards them so they never had to worry about oh where are we at and yeah with that because I remember um they Kevin Dilly had hosted a like a discussion in the SMC, which is the Student Multicultural Center. And we were talking mm-hmm. about representation of people of color in the media. And I remember um, he asked some of the students who weren't journalism majors, um, why don't he was like, do you pick up the paper? Why or why not? And I remember a lot of students said, we don't because it doesn't represent us. And I feel like that's the same way we feel like in the um, journalism building is we never really break down talking about race or talking about diversity and inclusion in the newsroom because there's not much effort that's done about it even if like they try to but it's really hard because you already have students like us where we feel like we don't belong and that's one thing that we really have to fight for Um, last semester and the semester before with me and Jershawn just talking to each other and felt like at the Eric Deggins uh, event where he was speaking at, we felt um, there was like a part of us that was being spoken um, because we always were talking about the newsrooms and the representation. And when he was like touching on that and also, you know, different uh, ways that the media kind of perpetuates things, we were kind of in our calling because we were like, oh, these are things we discuss all the time amongst us, but you never really hear it being spoken about um, in JMC. So I agree with like Jershon and everything that he's saying because I think, you know, like he said, we don't really see each other. So when we do, we need to like leverage on each other a lot to uplift each other because we don't get that a lot in classrooms and everything because we're already underrepresented with our professors. And I think one of them just left. So there's really not many like black professors out there for us. I want to shift gears a little bit. So now that you're working in a real newsroom at the dispatch, you're going out on assignment, you're covering stories. Has your view of how the news gets covered changed any? Honestly, if I like if I am to really like answer this question, honestly. So like this is like really like my first time like really seeing like how news is like actually covered. However, I will say when I first started, like within that first week, within our first week, there was just so much going on with the protest. And I remember um, I was just up in a state of rage just with everything that was going on. And I remember I felt like we were doing a really good job of covering the breaking news and like, you know, covering like what was going on at the protest. You know what I mean? But we weren't focusing on the people. And I sometimes that's, I actually think that's like an issue with like a lot of um, the news in general. Like we just we don't narrow in like on the people and we don't like really capture their emotions, which is why like I'm so passionate about like feature writing and like profiles and um, narratives and things like that, because you really get to like the nitty gritty of a person. But like I felt like we just weren't like capturing the people, specifically black voices. I felt like their voices really needed to be um uplifted we really needed to capture why they were angry why they were out there why are they so passionate about this we just really needed the why and how from them so i just remember one of the headlines it was a headline about how police officers saved somebody's wife 65 years later something 
dot, dot, dot. And I remember I got really upset at the headline. I was, that's not taking away from the corruption and everything that's going on within our system. Well, that's what we need to be doing a story on. We really need to be uplifting black voices instead of trying to like put them, instead of trying to put police officers in his life. That's just how I felt like at that time. And then also, I also say I was coming from a state of rage too. I was really upset. So I just felt like black voices just weren't being uplifted. I really think that when we cover news, I just really think that we need to start thinking about things like that instead of just kind of focusing on the general majority. Tanisha, what about you? Going from like when I thought about like in college to like starting first internship, I'll say like each time it has like changed because time when I started at the dispatch, I was really out um, just in general because that was just my natural instinct. And I never thought much about it because I was just like oh look at all these great stories you know I'm telling I think it wasn't until like end of my internship where I was yeah it's great that I was telling these stories but why was I the only one kind of going out of my way to look for them because they would tell me oh Mm -hmm. great that you're finding these stories like that's a voice that we're definitely missing is these stories um that bring more uh light to like the black community and not just reporting on like shootings or crime and I think by the internship, that's when I realized, oh, nothing's really any different. And I think by my second one, I definitely felt that way. There is just some instances where I was like, yeah, this, I think even in the real world, I think it feels worse because these are the people that are supposed to be telling the stories of communities and making sure everyone feels represented. I think when during my second internship, I really felt just that absence of that because there's just instances where I was uncomfortable and it wasn't until came um, the other uh, black reporter where I felt, oh, I have someone who I can talk to or someone who looks like me finally, but I still felt like I didn't feel that way after a while. Like there should have been, you know, more of that presence anyway. And then now this internship, um, I definitely like am still thinking the same but I feel a lot, I think I feel more comfortable in the newsroom uh, knowing, okay, I have these outlets to talk to people because I see more of myself. And I don't know, it's a, mm-hmm. I'm right now because there's more Black stories being told with, you know, the protests and stuff being done. But I'm just like curious to see will media outlets, especially like the dispatch, continue this type of work because it's good. I just hope it continues without us, you know, waving our arms in the air saying, hey, listen to us, because that's what's happening right now, especially with the movement and, you know, Black journalists trying to navigate through it. So that's where I just kind of am at now. It's just questioning, you know, where will this kind of momentum go with the representation and telling these stories and perspectives and voices years on and seeing if there's going to be any change to like who's telling those stories. So that brings me to my next question. I think that it's pretty safe to say that this is a historically pivotal moment in American history in terms of uh, race relations and police reform. But as black journalists, you guys have to wear two hats, uh, so to speak. As a young black person who's living and experiencing what's going on in your personal life, but also you have to wear the other hat of being an objective journalist. Right. Talk to me about what it's been like to to walk that line. Has it been difficult or has it been easy? Do you feel 
pulled in, in one direction or other? Or how's that been? There are a lot of times where I feel like I am being split and pulled into like two different directions. The best way I can describe this, sometimes I have to separate myself from my blackness sometimes, but I feel like a better way for me to say it sometimes I have to separate myself from my own biases. And I have to really look at, I really have to look at both sides because I feel like that's what a journalist should do. We may have our own biases, we may have our own judgments, but it's our obligation to get both sides of the story. With that being said, I just really think like it's important because you just, you really want everyone's voices to be heard and you really want everyone's voices to be uplifted. Yeah, I, I'm feeling the same way like about Jershawn. I think in the beginning it was easy before this just because it just, natural to seek out those stories and then tell them because you knew in the end like despite like all these subjective choices you're making about who do I want to interview like what angle do I want to make this story all of that stuff but wanted to make sure you were fair and accurate in telling that story so I never really had trouble with like oh my blackness versus like me being a journalist I think now it's a lot more difficult because we are having that conversation and thinking about it more. Because before I didn't really have to think about it. When you're in a classroom and your professor is just telling you, oh, you know, what do you want to do? You don't think like, oh, should I insert myself in this at all? Because it's just natural. And even during the internship, like I, that was just my mindset is I'm just telling you to be accurate and fair. Now it's like harder for me because you have all these issues and things like people are talking about. And I think I find it the hardest is like when I'm working, I'm trying to have that journalism, uh, you know, mindset. But, you know, when you're off the clock and you're talking to friends or you're talking with family members or you have people reaching out to you personally saying like, how are you doing? Or can I ask you a question about this? Or can we talk about this? And you get into that mode of just like, yourself and just how you experience America as like a black person that's when it gets harder because a lot of those biases come through and you have to like check those list and remember okay position of telling these stories and where does it cross the line because there are like blurred lines sometimes and it's not just black and white so I will say like now with the protest being a bigger magnitude than ever before, um, it's become increasingly harder and difficult to, one, like, figure out where do I, like, cross the line with my identity and these stories I want to tell, but also, like, just finding people about it and making sure, like, they understand where you're coming from, because some people understand, like, how we're feeling during this time, and you really want to have that leverage and support system. Go to a mentor, go to your professional partner and say, hey, can we talk about this? So it's definitely been like harder this go around with everything going on and actually like having these conversations and checking ourselves on, you know, what are we doing as journalists, especially, you know, as black journalists. Newsrooms around the country are notorious for not being diverse enough. And newsroom officials, they'll admit that themselves. Why do you believe that is the case? And what do you think news organizations can do to attract and retain more journalists of color? 
I'm really trying to think. Ah, got you thinking. Did I'm really trying to think of the why? I guess the why. I mean, like on a school wise, I guess that we should really try like increasing like more opportunities for them. Try to like be more open, be more welcoming. Try to make more seats at the table for them because it kind of goes back to like what I said, like about Kent State's newsroom and that table. When you first, when you walk into that newsroom, and you see nothing but a bunch of white students saying what they want to go in news. They're sitting at that table having a meeting. You instantly like feel out of place. It's like, you know, like applying to an internship and you see white people advertise, white interns advertise all over an internship and you think, hey, I don't have a place here. So you just don't even bother about applying. It's kind of like that. And I just really feel like it comes with being more welcoming on, um, the white people's part saying like, hey, you know, come over here, like, you know, like give us our ideas, you know what I mean? And then also I think that um, a lot of black people are starting to go towards more like towards more um, black publications as well. So, yeah. Tanisha? Oh, yeah, I like going off of that point too with like the like a lot of journalists like of color that I met, a lot of them were either wanting to work for black publications, which when I talked to like a professor, she even said like, yeah, a lot of them, you know, want to work for black media, which I don't mind. And I would definitely like to see them like markets too. But I think that's the biggest why is like a lot of us want to be in environments where we see each other. And even too, like Mm -hmm. you can those spaces and just feel normal and talk how you want to, or, you know, nobody's going to, you don't feel like anybody's going to judge you if you're, you know, speaking slang or, you know, have certain words that you say, because we get it, like, we know our verbiage and we know that language. But when you're, like, in a newsroom where it's predominantly white, you feel like you have to put on that professional look and prove yourself, like, a hundred times harder because you have that presumption that you're going to get judged for how you say something or how you present yourself. And um, I also think, too, like, the biggest why is some of them aren't, like, penetrating those where Black journalists are at. Like, even the NABJ convention, like, I don't even know if any of them um, are able to, like, go to those type of events or go to places Mm -hmm. where there are, like, predominantly Black uh, journalists there to talk to them and be like, hey, you know, there's also these places you can work at, too, because they probably just are attracted to Essence or T or places like that because they're advertised towards us. And we know if we go there, there we'll have that safe space for it. So I feel like um, that's what a lot of publications should probably do is just go to those places where we are at and meet us there to show us like, you guys can work here. Like you can um, find your place here and here's how and also just so sure that their newsroom environment isn't toxic or frustrating because there are times where we don't feel comfortable or they may say something and we're like, why would you say that? Like, that's not appropriate or that's not funny, you know? And I think that can deter a lot of people too after like interning somewhere to go, I don't ever want to be there. And that's a big topic right now too, is just mistreatment of uh, Black journalists and newsrooms and what they experience and so i think that's a big reason too of how why they're not wanting to spaces because they just don't want to go through that stress and frustration of 
okay, but I also have to, you know, correct these people all the time because they just don't know and they're not confident of like what they're saying actually harmful to us and also just frustrating on a daily basis that we have to like sometimes just sit there and go. We don't feel like we have that power to say anything because they'll either come up with an excuse or dismiss our community. So I think that's just like some of the biggest like reasons why or, you know, what they do to seek out those black journalists because sometimes too, they just either don't have those resources or they don't have that confidence like me and Jershawn because sometimes they're out there. They're just not putting themselves out there because they feel like they won't reach that potential that their white counterparts are. Right. No, I was just happy that she brought up HBCUs because I was just going to say, like, there are plenty of um, black journalists out there because just being in that NABJ group chat and seeing my Twitter feed, my Twitter is heavily melanated with um, with black journalists out there. So um, they're definitely out there. But honestly, just don't think that, like, you know, it's the why I feel like is honestly like a discussion. And the why starts with the schools and the why starts with the newsrooms. If you know that this is an issue, then I really think that you need to figure out where you're marketing at. And it like really just piggybacking off what Tanisha said, there are plenty of um, HBCUs out there. Try marketing to those to get them to um, come to the um, dispatch. Pretty sure there are plenty out there, plenty of them out there that are looking for jobs and who can write well. And then also like on the school aspect, and if we're looking at looking at PWIs, for example, on a school aspect, public white institutions, yeah, when I say PWI, PWI, people really don't know what that means. You really, if you have like this like percentage of, Journalism majors, I know you guys break it down. I know they break it down by um, race as well, because you can look at the demographics. And if you have this percentage of black journalists and you're not reaching all of them, you really have to ask yourself, why are we not reaching all of them? What obstacles are they facing or what obstacles are we facing that is preventing us from reaching all of them? What can we do to reach all of them? You know what I mean? It's, It's a team effort. It is a discussion it, it should be a team effort and like a discussion among um, that college and they need to incorporate ways as to how they can like reach these black journals it just doesn't fall on like one organization to do that before i let you guys go i just want to ask one last thing do you think that newsrooms in which case most are overwhelmingly white do you think they do a sufficient enough job of making black and brown journalists feel that they are valued do you feel that you are valued in the newsroom at the dispatch yes even though i was very um upset that first week and like i said that that frustration did not come from the dispatch it literally came from everything that was going on in the media and like i was just i was very overwhelmed by my emotions at the time but at the dispatch yes i have had my editors they normally say, go for it, and they'll help me do it. So I definitely feel like my voice matters here. And I definitely feel like, you know, like, they want to see me grow, they want to see me cover stories. So I have had a, an amazing experience so far here, even though I mean, like, there has been ups and downs and have felt like overwhelmed at times. But like, I, I can't say that, like, I haven't felt valued or that my, um, voice or like my opinions on certain things just haven't mattered because there have been people that have been willing to listen to me. It's been an amazing team. They've been like a really great, everyone's been like a really great support system. And I really appreciate that. Tanisha? Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. Like, even though I've had a lot of 
up and down like experiences and some that weren't so pleasant i will say for like the most part there are people in the dispatch who do make you feel valued so at the end of like each internship that i've had i could at least name like almost five or two who i can like look to and go this person feel like i mattered and they listened to me and they helped build my character and helped me improve my writing and um, I definitely feel valued and I feel like even like across other newsrooms as well, like some journalists can point out people who have made them feel valued and given them kind of that space to be able to feel like, okay, yes, I do matter. And I just hope that that continues and um, just newsroom you know, have these conversations and build their newsroom to properly like represent everyone those like in their community. Well, I just want to thank you guys for coming on the show and speaking truthfully and candidly with me. I think people need to hear this, not just journalists, but people who read the news need to know what's going on in newsrooms. Editors need to realize how valuable your your insight and your opinions and your perspective is. And so hopefully encourages more people of color to study journalism and graduate with degrees in journalism and then go on to be journalists themselves. So I just want to thank you guys for that. And thanks for being at the dispatch. We love having you here. I hope that your experience here is a good one and that you learn some things and you grow from it because I've certainly learned some things from you guys. So I just want to thank you for that. Thanks for being here because it's, it's really important. And for everybody else out there, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to check out our Facebook and our Twitter pages at facebook.com slash group slash other side podcast. Or you can always hit us up at Twitter slash other side underscore POD. Don't forget, we love to hear from you. So let us know for everybody at home. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know if you're keeping safe, if you're wearing your mask, quarantining or or not. Um, And of course, what you think of this episode. Until the next time, try to see things from the other side. 